welcome y'all. It's my favorite podcaster, Donna D and the Urban Mommy Podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe and share, tell a friend, and hit that bell to keep up with the latest updates because you don't want to miss what my girl got to say. I'm just saying. <laughs> the Urban Mommy Podcast. Let's go. Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Donna D, a.k.a. The Urban Mommy, and I am back with another podcast. I know it looked like I got in a fight, but I didn't. I promise um, I have a little pimple and I have a skin tag. So that's where all these band-aids are coming from. But today <laughs> I I am joined with Judith and we are going to be talking about one of my favorite places to visit, and that is France. Welcome. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Okay, so can you start off by introducing yourself? Yeah, my name is Judith Keys, and I live in France. I've been here for 10 years now. Um, I'm originally from Ireland, from Northern Ireland. Um, so, yeah, I moved here 10 years ago and I started various different businesses um when i first came i wasn't sure what to do and then i decided whenever my youngest was tiny he was in fact when i was pregnant with him um i decided to start my food in france which is my new business so uh yeah very excited about that um and yeah been here 10 years like just over 10 years okay so that kind of takes a lot of courage to just get up and move to another country how was that process yeah, I would love to say that I had planned it really carefully, Donna, but I didn't. <laughs> um, what actually happened was I did have some family here already, so it was an easier choice. I had a buffer um, mm-hmm. here already and I was actually the last one to come. So I was in my job and I lived in Scotland at the time and I was doing all the things that you're meant to do. I was in my nine to five I um, I'd been in that job for eight years and I was I thought right I better buy a house I must buy a house that's what everybody does need to do all these things the way you're meant to do them and when I bought my house after a few weeks a few months I was like this is awful this is not what I want out of my life I don't want to just be the same as everybody else I want to change I want to do something different so yeah I sold my house and and came here and thought I'll give it a shot so <laughs> so it was just you and the babies well I didn't have my kids at that time I just came oh. here on my own yeah I oh, came wow. here on my own and I met a lovely French man and um yeah the rest's history as they say <laughs> mm-hmm. okay that's nice so what was it about France that first got your attention I mean I know you say you have family but I mean, yeah, family in Ireland as well. So what made you decide to stick with France? So I have always loved the French language. Um, I, I, I definitely think the creative side of me loves, yeah, loves the French language, liked French music, loved the whole culture and the romance of France. And, and just the, the food was one of the things that you always hear about from 
you know you just hear about the french food and cuisine and and chefs um and it was always this sort of romantic ideal thing and when i had the chance to come the weather obviously is a big factor where i'm from in northern ireland the weather's awful <laughs> it just rains a lot so it was just there is that pool as well just to, to give it a shot and because i've spoke french already my degrees in french um, that did help a little bit as well, Donna. It was good for me to, you know, I knew I had a, I had a base, you know, at least in the language. I could make myself understood. <laughs> okay. Do your kids speak French as well? Yeah, so my kids are bilingual, so they speak both languages. I mean, my littlest one, Finn, he's only two, so... But he does say quite a lot of words in French and English, yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so what part of France are you in? I am in the southeast, so I don't know if you know Avignon. There's quite a famous song about the bridge in Avignon. That um, so I'm down here, yeah, in the southeast. It's just such a beautiful part of the world. Okay, nice. So I visited France a couple of years ago, and I'm I actually well, I went to Paris, and it was actually on Bastille Day, so I had a really nice time. Yes, the fireworks. We got to see a riot. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah, we got to see like a riot. Like they were they were on the Champs Elysees and they were like trying to bust windows. And I think it's called the yellow shirts or something. Oh, um, the Gilets Jaunes. Yeah. Yeah. So we saw like the police come out with their full armor. I mean, we were kind of excited. We were like taking pictures and stuff like that. It was it was pretty cool. We went so and actually we took part in the in the Gilets Jaunes protest in our local town. It was nowhere near as, as crazy as that because <laughs> I live in quite a small, like mm-hmm. quiet area. Um, mm-hmm. But we took part in it and went with our yellow jackets and and protested yeah. as well. Yeah, it's quite important yeah. issues. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, and I, I mean, I always, I mean, I don't say I always, but I, I admire that because I was uh, talking because I didn't know anything about it, but I was speaking with somebody and they told me, you know, that's kind of what they do. They stand up for different things that's going on. So I said, this is mm-hmm. interesting. I liked it. Um, and I, I don't, I think like the police didn't have any weapons. No. Just those little sticks. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm from Northern Ireland, so we had conflict yeah. most of my childhood, and we were used to, yeah, army men mm-hmm. with enormous weapons and things. Yeah. It's horrible, so yes, so it makes a change here. Right. Okay, so what is your favorite dish? Oh, good question, Donna. Um, so many favorite dishes. Um, uh, what have I've just made actually tonight there because it's the evening time here. I've just had dinner and I made um what is called a tartiflette. So maybe you had some when you were in France, Donna. I don't know. It's cheese, potatoes, onion, bacon, uh, cream, some white wine. And then, in fact, what you do then is instead of grating cheese on top, you take what's called, it's a reblochon cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's a round, a round cheese. It looks a bit like a brie or a camembert. Mm-hmm. And you cut it, you cut it this way, horizontally. Mm-hmm. And then you put that on top 
of you put the two halves on top of the potatoes and the onions and the bacon and then you put the whole thing in the oven Ooh. and when you take it out you just have two big bubbly cheese things oh, wow. <laughs> unbelievable really <laughs> yeah i love cheese that might be good but surprisingly and everybody always teases me but when i went to france I think I only went, like my family did, but I didn't. I only went to one actual French restaurant. Why? I don't know. I was scared. Like, I literally <laughs> ate. Like, if you look at my pictures, you'll be like, girl, are you serious? I had, um, uh, what's that? Uh, Five Guys, Shake Shack. Yeah. I even had Burger King. Why did you not try some more French food? What did you get at the French restaurant, Donna? What did you get at the French what restaurant? did I get? I'm going to have to look at my pictures. I'm going to look through my pictures and see what I got. I don't even remember, but I know they were trying to get us to eat escargot. <laughs> I was just about to say, did you have snails? <laughs> I think I probably took a little bitty piece. In fact, when I do the video, I'm going to add my picture so they can see it. But I, it was right near the, um, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it was okay. I think I think it was something basic. I probably had chicken and fries or something. Yeah, I, don't I think like they do. Fries. They do really good. They do really good chicken, um, but not spicy. I just said that to my husband before uh, I came up because I made the tartiflette tonight, but I also made a beef ramen for the kids and i followed a french recipe and i don't know why i did it because they're not great with spicy flavors they're really good at french cuisine mm -hmm. but they're not very good at cuisines from other countries so i should have followed a, a different recipe but i thought i'll try this one it was in a french magazine and there's just very, not much taste to it at all so we were adding chili at the table we were adding extra soy sauce extra stuff you know into it and like putting spring onions on to try and get some flavor because yeah they're just so used to their own way of cooking and a mm -hmm. lot of it is you know so for example snails when you were going to have snails in paris a lot of the time it's the sauce that comes with it so there'll be mm -hmm. you know like a really garlicky parsley sauce with it and that's all you're tasting because the snails don't actually have any taste they're just like rubbery oh i do not like them it's just a sauce <laughs> thing you know so yeah I mean, I mean, I eat oysters, so I guess it's similar. Do you eat oysters? Oh, I can't. I can't eat oysters. No, I've tried. I have tried, dog. Just no, I can't. I don't. No. No, I don't eat raw oysters. I eat them char grilled. But I yeah. guess a snail is pretty much the same thing. But it's just the thought. I was like, I couldn't eat it. <laughs> I couldn't I eat it. Even when I was in London, I don't think I ate. I, I did have some fish and chips, but I don't think I ate anything that was specific to the area as well. Fish and chips is very UK. I mean, that you can't yes. get much more. That is one of the classic dishes. Right. But the UK isn't really known for food anyway, so... No. Although it's definitely <laughs> getting much better. So that's the only thing I would say about French food. So it's such an amazing cuisine and I love cooking French food. I love mm -hmm. eating French food. But they are not very adventurous when it comes to food from other places. It's such a mm -hmm. massive country. They love French food and they're very... Um, protective of it yeah. and how you cook it and most French restaurants will only do the same things all the time whereas when I go home to the UK I eat Mexican, I eat Indian food mm -hmm. I eat Car Caribbean food I eat mm -hmm. Chinese food 
there's food from everywhere lebanese you know it's just such because it's such a small little island and people have come from all over the world mm-hmm. you can get so many different types of food so that's what i love about the uk is the choice um so yeah. okay they're not really known for uk food but mm-hmm. you can get food from anywhere and i love that that is missing for me here in france although maybe in paris i'm sure in paris you'd find lots of different cuisines but yeah where i am in the middle of nowhere here and <laughs> the south, no okay so i mean how was the weather now the weather's cold so in the summer it's really hot um but in the winter it's cold so um it had i mean i don't know in fahrenheit but um it's meant to get down to minus six celsius this weekend so i don't know what that is in fahrenheit but yeah it's meant to be really really freezing this weekend sounds cold (laughs) yeah so um and it will be like that you know until march april time but you know we do have a proper winter which i like and we have a proper summer really really hot yeah it was it was hot when we came, um, but I guess hot to you all is not New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans, so it's not New Orleans hot because I think, I want to say our hotel didn't even have a, a um, air condition because they're like, oh, it doesn't really got, get that hot. But the year I came was the year there was that heat wave. <gasps> oh my goodness, no aircon. I couldn't cope with that. Do you have aircon in your home in New Orleans? Yes, we have, yeah. we have it here and I had to leave the last hotel I was at because when I was in France, well, no, that wasn't in France. I'm sorry. That was in London where we mm-hmm. didn't have um, air because we had to go to a different hotel because my allergies started going crazy. No way. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would love to visit New Orleans. I've read a lot about it and mm-hmm. just seems like one of the most amazing places I'd love to come. It is. And it's very, you know, as you know, we're very French. French here, uh, you know, we have a lot of French and Spanish architecture, but it's it's actually really French here. And was that one of the reasons you wanted to visit France? Yes, I wanted to visit. Um, actually, I love London. London was probably, believe it or not, my favorite. I love London, yeah. so I wanted, you know. But then I wanted to also. My kids, my kids were in a French school. And my nieces as well. So wow. they were, they're actually, well, not my daughter because she doesn't go there anymore, but my nieces are fluent in French. So we wanted to, you know, kind of up their experience and let them go to France. And are their teachers French or are they American people who speak French or? They are French. Yes. Yeah. So they'll have the accent and everything. That's wonderful, isn't it? I love, yeah, having bilingual kids is, yes. gives them such a gift, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I think that's probably why I liked London better because they spoke English. (laughs) Because when I was in France, like everything on TV was in French. I was like, is there not an American channel in here? Yeah, I I know. I might have found one, but um, it definitely... You know, it definitely pays to keep up with the language. To keep up with the language. I know, and I I find that here when I first moved here, it was really difficult for me because even though I spoke good French, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't enough to yeah. live here. You know, and to feel comfortable watching TV, like you say, like I just mm-hmm. I didn't understand anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's taken a long time. It actually took it took me really to have my kids. Once I had once I, had, I was pregnant with my first baby, um, I sort of had to had to get over myself and just talk and 
stop being worried about making mistakes and just mm-hmm. just go for it and that really really helped I think um, you have to just do it I think trying to be perfect mm-hmm. it's never going to work you just have to just go for it do it um, it's funny my last name is actually D-U-G-U-E which Duga. is a French it's a French name so how do you say it I would say Duga you would say Dug, Dug, right? Yeah. But as a kid, like when we learned the pronunciation of our name, we were always told that it was a French name and that it's pronounced Dugay. Ah, well, uh, yes, there would be if there were if, if the there accent. were an accent. So, is there yes, an accent there, on the A? There is. There's well, then you're right. It is. It's Dugay. Yeah, that's it. But but guess what? When my daughter went to the French school, they would call her Douche. They would call her Jayla Douche. Oh. So I was like, that's weird. So I well, have no idea what my last name is. <laughs> I wonder. So it's D U G U and then the E with the accent. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely Dugay because that word G U E is one that I see every single day when I go on a walk here. And that, that word gay is like a uh, a dip. Mm hmm. In the in the land, so where I go for my walk, there's a little dip in the land, um, and there's a river that comes down there. And at mm-hmm. the minute, it's called the Passage du Gay, so it's called the passage of the the dip in the land. And at the minute, because oh. it's raining so much, mm-hmm. um, I have to go over it. I have to run over the water basically because there's a, a little stream coming down it at the minute because it's raining mm. so much. And basically, the sign is up there to warn people that sometimes there's a little stream that comes down here because it's a gay and it actually is called Passage du Gay. So I'm going to take a picture of that for you, Donna, and I'll send it to you. Wow. Uh, that's what your surname means of the, the little dip in the land. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I like that. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about your company, My Food in France. So, yes, what we do in My Food in France, I'm really excited about it because I'm just about to... We're, I'm at the point of wanting to just concentrate on it completely. So I'm going to be getting some help in. Uh, and I'm very excited because we're going to be growing the membership. So I have a foodie membership, a cookery club, where uh, people can join. And we do one cookery class every month. We do um, different cookery challenges in there. And it's mostly French food. Now, I called my company My Food in France because, like I said earlier, I love food from everywhere. And sometimes I do cook food from elsewhere. But I love French food and I know how much people love and would love to learn how to make French cuisine. So I decided to create this membership. So we do a class every month. We talk about food all the time in the in the club, in the membership space. Um, and it's only going to grow even more. I have so many ideas for it um, and lots of things I want to do, which I'm keeping under my hat at the minute on, on this podcast. But yes, it's only going to get better. And the big dream I have, Donna, is to have people, if you want to come and visit the real Passage du Gay here, is to have people come and uh, do retreats here where I live. So get people to come for the week and we'll cook some nice food together. We'll go and visit the local markets, try some 
French food, so you're going to have to come, Donna, and I'm going to cook you a nice French meal from scratch. Um, I'll not make you eat snails, though, don't worry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's that would be the dream in the end is to do retreats. But for the moment, yes, it's um, it's online. You can join me for a one-off cookery class as well. So every month in the membership, we do a cookery class, but I also offer that out if anybody wants to come and just do a one-off cookery class with me and the and the group you can come and join us and then you get a free month in the membership so you can come and see how everything works and what it looks like and stay on if you want or there's no obligation at all you can have your free month and then and then leave that's fine there's also a full vault of all the recordings of all the previous classes um Mm -hmm all my recipe cards videos with local producers that type of thing so when you join the membership you get access to all of those previous things and all the recipes i think we're up to i think my class i'm holding next week will be our 20th cookery class in the membership wow okay yeah it's pretty cool okay i'm not sure if my face is off the screen but that's because i was trying to get these uh pictures to show you oh i can't wait to see yeah yeah so let's see so one, two, three, and okay. So now it's loading. Okay. Um. So when you're doing your cooking, um, with your, you know, with the classes, how how is it being re- um received? So at the moment, it's quite small, which I am really enjoying because I've got to. I've got to sort of shape the membership the way I want to, but also by talking to the people who are in there at the minute. And I'm realizing, you know, um, the type of things people want to make. It's helping me shape the membership for people coming in going forward. Um, And when we do the classes together, I mean, I was a little bit apprehensive about doing classes online, especially cookery classes, because you're in your own space. We're not all together. I can't show you really perfectly what to do. But it's unbelievable, Donna, how well it works and like how fun it is. We're all together, we're all cooking, we're chatting away to each other. And then we all have like this amazing dish or meal. Sometimes we do a couple of dishes um, at the end and then we all go off and eat our lovely food and people post pictures of what they've made in the group and things. And the connection that I've got with the people who are in there is fantastic. and that's one of my most important things as well to talk about, I think, is the connection we can all have through food. Like talking about it, we all eat every day. We have to sit down at the table together and eat, especially in France. My husband's French. He will not sit on the sofa to eat. He will not do it. He can't do it. We sit at the table every single meal. So I love that. And the connection that we have with the family through food is, is really important. That's good, um, especially with the table thing. We talk about that because, you know, here in America, since the, I guess, the invention of the microwave, that took away a lot of family time because mm-hmm. people would eat when they wanted to eat, as opposed to when mom is cooking over the stove and she gives it to you when it's hot, you better eat it when it's hotter than, you know, that's it. Yeah. But because, you know, we, we're kind of losing a lot of family time with the microwave and taking away that stuff. So that's that's pretty good that your husband wants to only eat at the table. That's a good thing. Yeah. He literally can't eat on the sofa. He gets all funny about it and he's like, mm. no, I can't do it. He can't sort of get himself comfortable or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> okay. All right. So look, I have this. All right. Can you see that? 
Yeah, the trocadero, yeah. Yes, that was chicken and fries. I think that was probably for my son. Yeah. I believe this was my meal. I did have steak. A good steak, yeah. And I guess some fries and a tomato looks like. Um, I guess that's um, salad and... Oh! <laughs> the wonderful, wonderful. And I think I did take a piece, but I, I see now when you were talking about the sauce, I see the green on it. I mean, that is just pure, yeah, butter, parsley, garlic. Okay. So it's the same if you ever <laughs> order frog's legs. Mm-hmm. You don't get much taste of frog's legs because they just are absolutely swimming in buttery, garlicky sauce. I mean, they're delicious because, you know, they're yeah. fried and then you're just eating them just with yeah. all that nice sauce. So, yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, getting that's... over the head thing about it, I think. Mm. Psychological side of it. <laughs> yes, and that, I mean, that's how oysters are because they add the garlic and the butter yeah. and the cheese. It's, it's all of that. That's why I don't eat it raw because they don't add all of that. I think they put a little hot sauce on it or something, but yeah i know oh i can't i have tried i have tried (laughs) so do you miss your food from ireland at any point yeah and actually we haven't been home i haven't been back to ireland since before the pandemic so we went back in february 2020 Mm -hmm. uh, just before everything kicked off so I have not been back since and it's been really hard Donna yeah because whilst I love my life here and I love the food here and everything I really miss mm-hmm. just that th- there's certain things I can get back home that um they just don't do here and mm-hmm. and I can't wait we're going back in December for a week not over Christmas just before Christmas for uh yeah for a week so I'm gonna get to see my mom who's back in Ireland she hasn't met my my smallest little boy yet so she's gonna get to see him and um and yeah I'm gonna go and eat all the food for a week (laughs) can't wait so what is Ireland known for for food wise Mm, so we are obviously potatoes our big Mm -hmm. thing that was our staple so other countries it's things like bread or Mm -hmm. pasta or noodles or whatever you know that the carb is Mm -hmm. from where you're from in Mm -hmm. ireland it was potatoes um and still is a lot of potatoes everywhere so yes so there's lots of different variations on that um things like stews so lamb stew there's irish stew is really famous it's one of our staple things so it's either lamb or beef uh, in a really just nice gravy sauce with usually served with potatoes <laughs> sometimes carrots in it um and what else are we known for nice breads as well so um there's lots there's a special a special bread that i would make here in the morning sometimes for the kids it's called soda bread um and you don't need any uh you don't need yeast and you don't need to leave it for hours to to rise um you just make it with a little bit of buttermilk and some bicarbonate of soda uh, and it's the bicarb and the the uh acidic acid that's in the buttermilk that makes the Mm -hmm. rise happen really quickly um so you eat little little patties of that and do it on the in the pan and they just you know and it's so so nice so that that's something that i can't wait to have at home when i go back and i don't have to make it myself i can just go and get it you know and 
and just lots of cakes and things like you know every country has their own sweet treats mm-hmm. and sweet things that they make really well so obviously in France it's patisserie and you have the chocolate eclairs and all those things mm-hmm. in Ireland um, it's just very different there's a lot more things like loaf, loaf cakes and mm-hmm. um, tray bakes I don't know if in America you would call it a tray bake I think a tray bake in America is like a cake that is baked in the oven but a tray bake for me would be something like Rocky Road I don't know if you know where you just mix a lot of ingredients together usually with chocolate in there and then put it in the fridge Mm. Uh, and then you cut it like that but I can't think of the name of it Mm. so there's loads of things like that that are that that are made um in in like a sort of oblong dish and Mm -hmm. instead of it being baked it's done yeah it's cooled and then it's it sets in the fridge Mm -hmm. there's lots of things like that that I really miss things that my grand my grandmother would have made when I was a kid and like that so I just I can't wait I'm honestly I'm gonna eat constantly (laughs) when I'm back (laughs) do you feed your husband and your kids uh Irish food yeah and they love it Donna they love it and my husband he you know he was a little bit like a lot of people sort of have this opinion about the UK and Ireland like they're they're not really very known for their food and that is it's true but I have I suppose introduced to Pierre my husband lots of food from everywhere because of because I was used to that growing up in Ireland, I've I know you know I make Chinese food for him. I made the beef ramen tonight. I'll make Mexican food. I'll go and find the ingredients here that are sometimes quite hard to find, and I'll yeah. make him lots of things that he's not used to. So they're not necessarily Irish or or mm-hmm. British, but um, they're things from everywhere. So he he has definitely widened his horizons when it comes to food because yeah, he was very. Just fancy yeah. that steak and chips that you had mm-hmm. in Paris. That would be his perfect meal. Right. That's, really? Yeah, probably with some oysters to start as well. He loves oysters. Oh, yeah. Well, he would probably lose his mind in New Orleans, all the different cuisine we have. And it's so rich in flavor and everything. Oh, God. oh yes. Now, that is something that I would love to come for. For Is it jambalaya that you're that you known for, that type yeah. of thing? on my page uh, I have something called crawfish bread which is really good I mean you know we have all these fattening foods but it's really good it's like bread but on top of it you put this crawfish sauce kind of thing it's super good you bake it with cheese oh my god it's a lot of good foods yeah it's so many you know because I have watched a lot of foodie shows on Netflix and a lot of the time they're in New Orleans and trying amazing food gorgeous fried chicken with like mm-hmm. the my thing that I tried to make recently and I, I don't know if I did it very well but it was um a fried like fried chicken thighs so you coat them and you know the buttermilk and the flour and then into the fryer and then with like a really sweet sticky sauce mm-hmm. and then the coleslaw and then just in a big bun um, oh my god, it was so so good. But yeah, with oh with corn on the side. I've done cornbread before. I don't use enough shellfish. I really should get better with making things with shellfish. I'm not a massive fan of seafood, so I do okay. I don't do it you do it as much as I should because I'm I am getting better at it and my kids love it. 
my eldest he's six and his favorite thing at the restaurant in france if it's on the menu are um tentacles what do we call that in english so in french it's tentacule so big squid or octopus tentacles mm. like fried up and they're all crispy and and he just he would sit and eat that all day really it's amazing it, ma- it amazes me because i'm like oh I, don't, oh I don't know if i could eat that <laughs> yeah he's a little great thing huh <laughs> he doesn't even think about it which i love i think when you're a kid yeah you probably don't think too much about it and i try and not tell him to yeah. do that or don't say oh that's gross or whatever you know i just want him to eat whatever he wants whatever looks appetizing to him do y'all have beignets there beignets so uh, yeah now what would a beignet be here yeah so they do because they now call things donuts here with a french accent it's a donut uh, but beignet, yes, um, you do get them here. Yeah, you do. If no, it's the it's... same thing, it is a sweet thing here. Is beignet for you a sweet thing? It is. Now, now let me yeah. make you laugh. You, I said beignet. You said y'all say donut. Let me tell you what they tell us here. We have donuts. Those are the circle things, of course, that you fry. But they tell us that a beignet is a French donut. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But now they're saying donuts here. Okay. Les donuts. So they say les donuts and they say it yeah, with a French accent. But yes, les beignets would be. And you can also say, so anything that's deep fried, really, they would say, for example, beignet de crevette. And crevette is um, prawn. So, mm. you know, like deep fried in a batter, you would call that um, beignet. You would say that as well. So anything that's sort of deep fried in a batter. Uh, so beignet de crevette, beignet de calamar, so that would be calamari. So it's not just the donuts; it's it's anything, yeah, that's deep fried in a batter. Really, you would say a beignet. Okay. Um, also, I noticed that France is kind of getting big on the health kick. So I see they are banning a lot of products. They're banning a lot of sweet cereals. Even when I was there, I would get a, a Coke. And I forgot, it says something different on a Coke, but it was different products that they use inside. So when you're doing your cooking, is the food like kind of healthy? Well, I I don't know about additives and things like that. I know there's lots of different ingredients in American products that we don't get in the UK. I don't know if it's the same here in France. Maybe from what you're saying, that must be the case. Yeah, there's different things that are allowed Mm-hmm. in the states that wouldn't be allowed here or the uk um what i do know donna for sure is that most people cook from scratch here and i know that's probably starting to change and it's probably mm-hmm. very different in big cities again you have to remember i live in the sticks so mm-hmm. very much you know it's going to be different but most french people that i know do a lot of cooking from scratch um so my husband's family you know his mom every time i'm at his parents house his mom is sitting at the table preparing vegetables, you know, the whole mm-hmm. time. She's just constantly got a table full of vegetables <laughs> preparing mm-hmm. stuff. And it takes ages to do it. It takes a long time. And, you know, and that I've just learned. I mean, I would have done that quite a lot myself anyway, but I think it's a much healthier way of living to to cook from scratch. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of little you know there's all our local markets every day there's a different local farmers market you can go to that are every Mm -hmm. single week throughout the year where you can get all your fresh fruit and vegetables and very seasonal so you know you can't there's certain things you just can't get in the winter 
you know you can't Ooh. get strawberries where in the uk you can get strawberries any time of year anytime Ooh. in Ooh. france you can't buy strawberries in the winter because they just don't grow them Ooh. so it's just unbelievable it's brilliant I have a coworker, Maria, and she's from the UK. And she said that when she when she first moved, her dad came to visit, and he looked inside her kitchen and her cabinet and saw like all of the food, like in the I guess you would say the cupboard, and yeah. it was a lot of food. And he was like, "Oh, I see why y'all so fat here. Why is all why is there all this food?" Um, so she was saying That's, that that was UK, very kind of him. <laughs> you know, dads they say anything. I know. <laughs> so. Um, the thing is, she said that in the UK, they don't buy as much food as we do. We, they okay. buy like what they need. Like you, I guess maybe because they do it fresh maybe. And we, we buy for a week or two, sometimes for a month. And I guess that's because we have a lot of, um, a lot processed, of processed food. stuff. Yeah. 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 I do think that's probably the case. I mean, I try, I would like to try and be more organized and have stuff store covered ingredients all the time. Mm. Um, but I'm much more of a weekly shop type person where I'll have a think about what I'm going to do for the week ahead. So in the membership, we had a month where we talked about that as well in the cookery membership, where we talked about meal planning, talked about buying seasonal ingredients. That's another thing I really want to highlight going forward every month is, you know, what are the seasonal ingredients where you are at the moment? What is fresh? and available in abundance where you live right now and what are the recipes you can make with that so getting people to think more about what they can make and make it really easy like i i am not remotely in judgment like go and buy whatever you need to buy to get through the week if you have to but also seasonal cooking from scratch doesn't have to be hard i have two kids i've got my jobs you know i've got my businesses it's bonkers here a lot of the time but i actually sitting down to cook a meal or standing up to cook a meal I should say I it's a nice part of my day now I try and make it a good time a sort of chill out time preparing something really nice and then giving it to my family feels lovely rather than just opening a packet or ordering something or whatever you know I think if you can try and see it in a slightly different way of you know it's more nourishing it's more you know, there aren't all those weird ingredients that we don't know what they are. You know, you're holding the tomato in front of you and you know what, mm -hmm. what's there. Although maybe it's got pesticides. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So if you could bring one thing, doesn't have to be a food, but if you could bring one thing from Ireland to um, France, what would you bring? I'd bring um, proper bacon, Donna. It's <laughs> so obviously they have pigs here, but the bacon's just so different. The meat's really different. We do different cuts, um, and the bacon that I love from home are quite thick rashers um, with good meat on it. And here, it quite often it's um, what's it called? I can't remember the name, but they're very thin little rashers, just with quite a streaky bacon. It is here you get um, mm. just quite a lot of fat, and they're really thin. And when you cook them, it just goes to nothing. There's no, yeah. you know, I want quite thick rashers for a proper bacon sandwich. So, yeah, I'd probably bring good smoked Irish smoked back bacon with me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, as we get to the end of the podcast, I always ask every guest a question. And that question is, if you could go back and talk to 17-year-old Judith, 
and just talk, talk to her about life, what would you tell her? I would tell her to stop worrying what everybody else thinks and to go with your gut, go with what you love because food and connection has been something that's been important to me since I was a kid. I cooked with my grandmother as a little girl with her and that was something that I loved to do and here I am however many years later I don't want to think what's 42 minus 17 <laughs> I can't think of what that is but um, I you know I would just love to say to her like concentrate on what you love you know you don't need to go and off and do all these things that people tell you to do just you know stick to your gut uh, listen to it and make you know that'll help you make the right choices and it'll all work out in the end <laughs> all right perfect so uh can you tell everybody how they can follow you keep up with you how they can join the group if needed of course come and find me at my food in france over on facebook that's my facebook group um, you can also just go to myfoodinfrance.com. Um, I do have a podcast all about life in France as well. It's called My Best Friend in France. So um, you can come and listen to uh, me talk about life and food and lots of things to do with life in France over on the My Best Friend in France podcast. But yeah, come and join us um, in the free My Food in France group on Facebook. That's probably the best place. Um, and then if you want to check out the membership, I post about it in there anyway. So, or go to myfoodinfrance.com. Okay, perfect. All right, so this is the end. Thank you so much, Judith. I really enjoyed uh, your your conversation. It was very interesting. Like I said, I love France. I love you. I love talking with you too, Donna. Thank you so much. Thank you. So um, I know y'all don't have Thanksgiving, so I can't say happy Thanksgiving to you, but. Oh, yes, today. Is it not today? It's tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's tomorrow. So I'm going to get back to cooking well i'm not really cooking i'm watching my sister cook but <laughs> i can you just before we go could you tell me what you're having so i can live yes. vicariously through you donna yeah so we're gonna have smoked turkey fried turkey and we have ham we have gumbo which you have to have we oh. have jambalaya mac and cheese baked mac and cheese my favorite is bell peppers and militant i think it's militant in france french we have Militon and stuffed um, sweet potatoes. I mean, I can go on and on. You know that song, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken. <laughs> yeah, so we have so many. I'm going to post a picture and I'll let you see. We're going to have so much food tomorrow. Oh, so please, dude. That is one of my dreams, Donna, is to come for a proper Thanksgiving meal in, in America. Because I see it. I've seen it all my life on TV programs from the States, but I've never visited. And this, it just always looks like such an amazing spread so i wish you the most beautiful meal tomorrow with your family yes thank you so much and remember if you come here you better stop and see me <laughs> i will you come back here as well to france and i'll cook you up a nice meal <laughs> perfect good thank you so much Bye, Donna. Thank you. all right all right see you all next week Bye-bye. bye bye